Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Falacita, who's on the line. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Falacita, who's on the line. Good morning, Felicita. This is Barbara. Good morning, Miss B. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning. Amen, Sister Yvonne. Happy Wednesday to you. God's got our back all the time. You have a- <laughs> Thank you. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning, Valacita. This is Dion Didi. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you, Dion. Thank you so much. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Thank you. I appreciate that. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning. This is Sister Sylvia. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Good morning, Sister Sylvia. Good morning. I have a prayer request, please. Okay, just one moment. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, actually, I have two. Okay, I want to ask for a prayer for my um, my, my sister Denise. Oh, I'm having a little trouble. I heard you say sister, your sister Denise. Yes, I want to ask for a prayer for my sister Denise, and I want to ask for a prayer for Mr. Wilson, who had a uh, amputation this week. My bonus dad. Amputation this week. 
Okay, and then for your sister, Denise, just a general prayer for your sister. I just pray that God will um, just keep her. She's had several strokes and brain damage. She's only 65. Now she's living in a nursing home. So I just want God to just watch over her and Mm -hmm. help her. Yeah, thank you. Sure. Good morning, it's Sunshine. Good morning, Sunshine. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday to you also. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valisita. Who else has joined us? Hi, Valisita. This is Monica H. Good morning, Monica H. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. I appreciate it. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Happy Wednesday. This is Joyful. Good morning, Joyful. Happy Wednesday to you. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. It's Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valencia. Who else has joined us? Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Good morning, Valuable. Good morning, Declare Victory. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Good morning and happy birthday, Jonathan. Oh, nice. Good morning, Rochelle. Happy Wednesday to you and happy birthday, Jonathan. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please take a look at your phone and place it on mute, and we'll begin the hosting. Thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to continue calling in during the month of September, where our monthly theme is entitled Evangelism and Discipleship. Each declare will focus on the care required in loving God as you sit under his teaching, along with those who proclaim God's word, announcing the Savior's coming. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you'd like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. 
Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are th- <clears throat> excuse me, there are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through Cash App at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings for our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in him. We have a spoken prayer request from Sylvia. She's asking for prayer for her sister, Denise, asking for God to just keep her and to cover her as she um, is recovering. She's also asking for prayer for Mr. Wilson. He's having an amputation this week, so we're going to keep him covered and just pray that everything goes well and for strength and uh, comfort for Mr. Wilson. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Jacqueline. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the Declare. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Jacqueline. Declaration by Dion. And then closing comments hosted by the Declare. The scripture for today is from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17. For Christ did not send me to baptize but to preach the gospel, not in cleverness of speech, so that the cross of Christ would not be made void. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Jacqueline. Have a blessed day. Good morning. Good morning, Declare Victory. Let's prepare our hearts to go before the throne where God has invited us to come boldly to receive mercy in our time of need. Gracious and kind Father, we thank you this morning, Lord God. We honor you and we bless you. Lord, we enter into your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. We are thankful unto you, O God, and we bless your holy name. Father, we thank you this morning. And we bless you for this day that we have been allowed to see. According to your word, it is only because your compassions have not failed that we have not been consumed. And right there, a thank you goes. So, God, we thank you that your compassions for us have not failed. We're still here. And, Lord, even in addition to that, your word goes on to say that you have given us new mercies. So we thank you for new mercies this Wednesday, September the 27th, 2023, a day we've never seen and one we'll never see again. It's the last Wednesday in the third quarter of 2023. And God, we're here. So we thank you this morning. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you for your mindfulness of us. We thank you that you're considering us on a regular basis. Father, we pray this morning that you would just touch our hearts and our minds and consider those things that we have said out loud, but even greater than that, that which we have not even uttered. I thank you for Holy Spirit who searches out the deep things and knows even what it is that we know not to pray. But God, I thank you that you know, and so you would search out that thing and allow us to spend time in your presence that you can heal us in the deep place in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for the prayer requests that have been spoken today. 
And God, I thank you that you hear every request and you're swift to move on them, to answer them. We're confident of that because of your word. God, I thank you for Sylvia and her prayer for her sister, Denise, to keep her and to cover her. So, Lord, we thank you that you are a keeper and that, God, you're able to, we're able to be hidden. We can take up refuge in you and under your wings. So we thank you for doing it for Denise today. And for Mr. Wilson, their prayer request is he's having an amputation this week. And so, God, we pray that you would just encourage him in his heart in the name of Jesus. Be with those who are operating and performing the procedure, Lord God. I pray that you would touch his mind and as you would remind him that you are yet with him for what shall separate us from the love of God. I thank you, God, for those who have performed the procedure. I thank you for the room being sterile. We come against any um, adverse reaction to the process, the procedure, the surgery, the medicine, the anesthesia. And I thank you that every person that would come into contact with him in Jesus' name, God, that your spirit would abound and overwhelm them. I thank you for peace in the name of Jesus and for a recovery in advance, God, that supersedes the expectation that has been set to them. I thank you, God, that there's no second guessing in this process or this procedure, but God, you would just encourage his heart and those that are with him and around him. Let him see how your glory would manifest even in this. God, we thank you. I thank you, God, that it is your word in the earth that you're watching over to perform. So I remind you of your word this morning in the 144th division of Psalms. Blessed be the Lord, my strength, which teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. My goodness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield and he in whom I trust, who subdueth my people under me. Lord, what is man that thou art? that thou takest knowledge of him, or the son of man, that thou makest makest account of him. Man is like to vanity. His days are as a shadow that passeth away. Bow thy heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains, and they shall smoke. Cast forth lightning and scatter them. Shoot out thine arrows and destroy them. Father, we thank you, in verse 8, that we will sing a new song unto thee, O God. Upon the psaltery and an instrument of ten strings will I sing praises unto thee. For it is he that giveth salvation unto kings, who delivereth David his servant from the hurtful sword. Rid me and deliver me from the hand of strange children, whose mouth speaketh vanity, and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. God, this morning, as we come off of mute, to lift up our voice, singing a song, declaring victory this morning. God, we speak well of you this morning. And we just thank you, Father, for being And so we remind you of what it is that you have said and how you're working on our behalf. God, I think that you're going before us even now and making us completely straight. I Wonder what in the world going on. 
Uh, I believe that everyone knows that you are important to the nations. You you have uh, a place here in the kingdom. I, I don't have a bunch of announcements. I just want to, again, mention uh, January 13th. I just want to say it out loud uh, so that you know it is uh, moving forward. We are going to have an amazing time, and I promise as soon as I'm released to do anything other than what I'm doing, uh, you will see the notifications. I'm not going to promise a date. I can only move as I'm given instructions. So I just wanted to say that so it will be at the forefront of your mind. Uh, I want to, I know I've been talking a long time. I guess I should have done a sound check a few moments ago, but if in fact um, there's a struggle to hear me, if someone would be kind enough to send me a text. Uh, otherwise, I will continue to contend. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Um, this, this morning's share is going to be a little bit odd. I probably have gotten about an, uh, maybe an hour and a half to sleep, but it's okay. I don't mind. I'm used to it at this point. Uh, I would I would coin my share this morning the sound of evangelism sound of evangelism. Um, how many of you know that there is a sound that resounds in heaven, from heaven to earth? There, There is an audible difference in uh, the tones, the pitch, the cadence, um, the rhythm um, of heaven in and of itself. And the reality is that each of us have a contribution even to that sound. It's one of the reasons uh, that we have corporate prayer in the mornings. I'm sure for people that are um, new to the call or have never really experienced, especially on a prayer line, um, corporate prayer and or praise um, for many they can't get past it enough to get to the meat of the content of even what Declare Victory offers um, as this training ground. Um, but I remember the day that the Lord told me to um, to initiate or to open the doorway for us to make a corporate sound collectively. Um, and I can also remember, and, and it's been actually quite a while since we had those um, encounters wherein in that corporate prayer and praise, things begin to shake and to shift and take shape and to move around in our lives. And um, I'd actually really like to get back to that. It is very different than what we offer in in this immediate time, but I think that it is necessary um, for what is to come. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Nevertheless, um, as I begin to share, um, I want to put some things in, not just your peripheral, but I want to put some things before you um, just to, to, again, bring awareness, to make you mindful, um, and to keep you in the press with regard to greater revelation, deeper understanding, and moving beyond the outer courts 
into the inner things of kingdom building and kingdom advancement. I am such a wealthy girl, and I say that because I am surrounded with um, some extremely amazing people. Um, I've had moments in time where we have spent time together uh, collectively in prayer and time together where we've had very specific prayer points and um, opportunities to pray together until something actually happens. And I can reflect probably back about eh, maybe eight, nine years, and um, I don't know if it was six or seven, well, no, it was, well, I guess, Eight years in August, or around about August, um, several of us went up to Reno. And I'm, I'm going to tell this story. I promise I'll make it all make sense. We drove up to Reno. The drive was amazing as we began to ascend and descend in those hilly places and areas. I was getting all kinds. It was bonkers. I was getting all kinds of different downloads. Um, the Lord was really stretching me and growing me, that was probably one of the most um, intense times of advancement for me personally, spiritually. Um, and, and I say that because, and, and we're still talking about discipleship, we're still talking about what I coined it, the sound of discipleship. It is a reminder that um, you need people along the way during the course of your growing, during the course of your changing and um, decision-making and coming out and going forth. There, there are uh, uh, times and seasons wherein you have to get to a place where um, you are open to better. Um, this particular day, we had been there several days, but the trip in and of itself was amazing. It's it's something that I think I'll remember uh, for the rest of my life. And at the time, um, we all had different things before the Lord. I think Karjani, well, yeah, obviously Karjani was still in high school. Josiah, um, Josiah hadn't gotten sick just yet. Um, so it had to be before August. I don't know. One, one of y'all know, you can text me whenever it was, but not that it, it's relevant, but I said all of that to say, Tanya and I were sharing a room, um, <laughs> and if you know anything about Tanya, Tanya usually will wake up before 5 o'clock in the morning. She's going to generally put on some headsets and um, listen to something, but you'll hear her uh, mutter and or pray in tongues or whatnot, and, but just the, the intensity of the presence of God during this trip was um, very supernatural, uh, very, uh, mm, I felt honored that he would give us that type of encounter on so many different very, very meager, um, subtle levels. But this particular morning, it was different. Um, we were led to pray this morning, and um, well, me with my special self, um, we began to pray. But it wasn't a regular 
prayer. It was um, one of those moments where the intensity of the presence of God was so great. Um, I think Dee Dee laid on the floor. I don't know. Sabrina was laid out. I don't know. I don't know who was doing what because we were so engulfed in just the power of the presence of God. So much so <laughs> that the maids started banging on the door. <laughs> I, as a matter of fact, I think it was Tanya and I initially, and then Dee Dee and Sabrina came across the hall. But then the maid started banging on the door, and when we opened the door, all I can remember is the faces of the two women, um, or I should say housekeeping, I won't call them maids. The housekeeping staff came and knocked on the door. We opened the door, and they had the most terrified look on their face. And they were looking around the room like, where are the rest of the people? And the lady said, is everything okay? And, you know, at this point, we are all pretty much drunk in the spirit, I think it's safe to say. Um, But the lady said it sounded like there were hundreds of people in the room. And at the time, I really didn't understand the magnitude or the weight Um, of even that idea. I just knew what had happened for us. It didn't happen to us. It happened for us through an auditory um, surrender, through the giving and or the lending of our sound collectively with one idea, with a unified mentality, with a different understanding of what um, what we knew we needed from God. There was a level uh, of desperation. It just so happened that morning, I had several different, um, I, I can't call them dreams because I wasn't sleeping. I had several different visions. Um, and at the time, it preceded uh, Didi's really, really good friend, Sarah, um, from her passing of breast cancer. I can remember it literally like it just happened yesterday. And in that moment, I felt a, a knot in the, uh, the size of a tennis ball in my left breast. I could feel the heat from whatever the tumor was. I knew, uh, I didn't know who it was, nor did Didi at the time. Um, but in that moment, through that encounter, the Lord showed me several different things. Each of them happened in that same day. I'm still talking about the sound of discipleship. I believe that that trip solidified um, our sisterhood on a very different level. Uh, I believe that that trip gave us Um, a connection that I don't know can ever be broken. It's almost like a a, till death do us part. And we don't have to, you know, be together every day, do everything together. But I think we understand that we have one another very differently. It is an honor to have people that surround you, that can be the part of the cloud of witnesses that can uh, lend their voice and lend their heart and lend their their prayer to uh, a like 
end. And it wasn't about money. It wasn't about houses. It wasn't about cars. It was about our loved ones and our purpose. It was about our journey. It was about our understanding. It was about us being enlarged spiritually, mentally, uh, physically, emotionally. It was about stamina. It was about our children and our legacy. And, and I believe that even in this day, uh, I've had the opportunity to see some of those things uh, be manifested in the lives of my sister friends. And so I just want to give you something to put into your mainframe with regard to connecting with people and the power that it houses, um, not just to advance you. Uh, when you are no longer the priority, when the kingdom and its ultimate advancement is the priority, things begin to shift in your life. And even if you get a little bit off course, because you've opened your mouth, declared a thing, spoken the truth of the word of God uh, to power, uh, there is residual in a sound. There's residual in a sound. Um, I know um, my, my thought process at times can be a little bit uh, peculiar. My, my thought process sometimes can be a little bit abstract, but I thank God for experience and exposure with just that. You can hear uh, the looming uh, declarations of those now that heaven has a sound. One of the things that Declare Victory, I think, is known for is we say very often it's good to hear your sound. Or you'll hear me say or can say or somebody declare uh, periodically uh, your sound has changed. We don't realize the magnitude of the weight of glory that rests in the things that we have the ability to proclaim, right? There are things that God uh, has placed down inside of you and for many unbeknownst to you. There are things that were knit and woven into the very fabric of your essence from the foundation of the earth that God would like to get into the earth. One of the things that I have learned as a blood-bought, blood-washed, born-again believer is that the enemy always comes to rob you of your voice. He wants to rob you of the auditory expression of the promises that he already knows are guaranteed for your life uh, as as frequently, as consistently, um, and as blatantly as possible. He doesn't sneak to rob you of your words. He doesn't tiptoe. But not only does he not tiptoe, what he does is by subtle suggestion or inference or um, uh, little ill intent, he will give you a different ideology, a different understanding, a different concept and or idea about who you see you as. Began very early in the Garden of Eden uh, when he interjected his idea and presented lack to Eve. 
when all she was familiar with was abundance. He threatened her with what she couldn't have, although everything that surrounded what she couldn't have, she could have in excess. It happened even in uh, the moments of Abraham being dispatched from his family and uh, being loosed into the earth, even though he moved about, the Bible says, and straightway he obeyed God. There were moments and times that the enemy attempted to thwart his thinking with his own interjections of ideas of others uh, that were impressed upon his heart so it would provoke him to lie in areas he didn't even have to defend himself. There was already provision in place. The enemy with uh, his slick nature, I, I can't even say that he's cunning because he really does not hide his hands and if in fact if discernment is fully engaged and actively operating in your life, if you're paying attention, uh, he can sneak you for a minute. Uh, but if you look closely at the details of the matter, if you listen intently, not with your ears, uh, but with your spirit, you will begin to hear the truth no matter what somebody says. There are times um, that I may make a phone call, and I promise I'll get the text in a moment. I may make a phone call, and the person on the other end will answer the phone, and I may say hello, but my second question is, what's the matter? It's not because they said anything. It's not because they did anything or I heard anything. I can hear in your voice when something is off. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but fear has a sound. Anxiety has a sound. Pride has a sound. Bitterness has a sound. Joy has a sound. Confidence has a sound. Peace has a sound. Let me let me add one more for uh, your reference. Discipleship has a sound. And I know it's probably never been presented in that way. It wasn't presented in that way to me ever until I couldn't sleep all night and I <laughs> realized that the reality is everything has tone and texture. Everything has cadence and everything is there to solidify what was from the foundation of the earth. It goes right back to that passage of scripture that I, I repeat over and over and over again. Uh, my, my hope and intention is that something happens in the fabric of your being uh, that begins to gather the truth about how you see yourself in your own mind's eye. Psalms 139, 13 through 16. The power of that particular scripture, um, understanding that you knew me in my unformed state. You knit me together bit by bit. You, you knew me in my mother's womb. You understood everything that you placed in me intricately for the season that I'm born in. As we walk into uh, a, a, an era where 
things are transitioning so swiftly where things that once made sense are now not just antiquated, uh, but foreign to many because the way that we do things has become accustomed to the, the shifts in culture and uh, we are being silenced one by one. Right? Not necessarily silenced uh, because somebody has told us to be quiet, but silenced by the conditions of life, the things we struggle with, the things that we encounter on a day-to-day basis that uh, cause us to numb out or to check out. What I've discovered is just because you're in the room, it does not mean that you're present. Just because you're seated in a place, it does not mean that you're engaged with the goings on of what's there. I'm, I'm starting to understand, and I'm still talking about the sound of discipleship. I'm starting to understand that many of us in seasons of our lives, as it relates to our children, we may have been in the room, but it did not mean that we were present. I'm recognizing that some of our uh, children in this moment don't get what they need because you don't have the capacity to break the silence um, long enough to pray for something different to happen. I'm realizing uh, as I have conversations with people who are living experiences um, from a place of defeat because they have not yet heard the sound that shifted them from uh, churchgoers to kingdom advancers. They've not had the encounter just yet that moves them out of complacency into contending for their faith. Right there, there is a sound for discipleship from our home to our job, at the corner store, from place to place, from city to city, from experience to experience, from region to region, from nation to nation. There is something inside of you that has the power to shift everything inside of someone else. So my last inference, and then I'm going to read several scriptures because I want it to click. I want you to get it. I want you to understand um, that you are necessary. I don't care how small the room. I don't care if it's just a telephone call. I don't care if it's a platform or a stage, if it's an airplane walkway or a, a lady's bathroom. You have a sound, right? I don't know if anybody can remember um, the first time that they knew that Jesus wasn't this fairy tale. For some of you, it has not even happened yet. You may have been involved in a local assembly for years and years, but that thing still isn't real because that sound still hasn't happened. I'm not saying everybody. I'm just saying that I know 70-year-olds who just go to church, right? Does, Does it make you a kingdom builder? It just makes you a church attendee. There, there's a difference. I, I can remember, um, uh, and I tell the story all the time. I had been in church from a child. 
Um, I could always feel the presence of God. There was always a knowing in my heart of hearts. I'm sure that there were many seeds planted over the years of time that I would spend in local assemblies if I walked around the corner from Grandma's house by my lonesome because uh, uh, sometimes she periodically did not want to go, or if when I was a teenager, I would walk to independent holiness from uh, where I lived when I would be at my mom's house or uh, when I'd live with my aunt and we'd go to Pastor Johnson's. I can remember very specific moments where uh, there was just this quick encounter. It was like this regular. This is not like there's something uh, something here. But I remember the day. Um, let me know if that's uh, I remember the day. Um, it was Sunday morning, and a girlfriend had invited me to church. She today uh, happens to be a Hebrew Israelite. I promise I'll make that make sense, too. Not only is she a he- Hebrew Israelite, uh, but uh, she will say, don't mention the name Jesus around her. She invited me to a place that I encountered a sound. Uh, I encountered a word that revolutionized my life. It was the sound of discipleship. It was the day that Newton Carey Jr. stood up there at the front of that uh, altar. He wasn't even in the pulpit. He was standing on the very altar of God. And uh, he began to explain uh, the power of the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Holy Spirit. I had been in church my entire life. I had never heard Holy Spirit referred to as what's inside of me. I didn't get that I was equipped, that I was empowered, that I had something, someone, uh, somehow living on the inside of me that could guide me into all truth. And I remember sitting on the edge of my seat because every single word that he said pierced my heart. It penetrated my brokenness. It touched places I didn't know were damaged. It did something inside of me. And as soon as church let out, I remember running to the front of the church. I didn't walk. I physically ran. I was 24 years old. And I ran to the front of the church and I asked him, I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know how to do any of this. This is the first time I ever heard that he really just lives inside of me. Well, of course, I wasn't reading my Bible. Not for real. (laughs) You know, I would tinker with it. But, you know, it was too therefore here if thou mightest. You know, right? He hadn't opened the eyes of my understanding yet, according to Psalms 119, 130. He hadn't hadn't given me the entrance of light just yet. I was still standing on the outskirts, looking through the window. I was flirting with the idea of Jesus, but I had not yet come into the knowledge of who Christ was and the pardon of my sins. I didn't yet realize that he could take everything about who I am and conform me and use me to take everything I am to conform others. And uh, he, he didn't uh, hadn't yet given me the, the, the knowledge to understand that when I walk in a room, every Thing about my presence says, uh, come follow me, <laughs> right? Not because I get everything right, not because I know everything. I do not. 
<laughs> I will never confess, profess, declare that I know everything. But hallelujah, I know a man and I once was blind, but now I see. And it was all because of one man's sound. This one man has equipped me uh, with with one revelation. It wasn't that it was new. It wasn't that it, it wasn't there, that he wasn't there all the time. And I'm talking about he, the paraclete. I'm talking about he, the comforter. I'm talking about he, Abba. I'm talking about he who has redeemed me from the pit. I'm talking about he who gives me strength, who uh, speaks truth to power in me and through me. That one man for me was the sound of discipleship, right? The sound of uh, evangelism. He was the idea for me. And not only was he the sound, but he was the very vessel that God used to teach me not to pray my problems, but he taught me how to pray God's promise by hand. And I remember him saying to me, just as plain and simply as I say this to you, when I ran up there, I said, can you please teach me how to get to know Holy Spirit if he lives inside of me? I couldn't fathom that. I couldn't wrap my mind around the fact that I had literally a whole person of the Holy Spirit living inside of me. I could not grasp that that was not just a gesture or an idea or something that you felt they fall out in the floor or kick and scream and spit and get up and still be mad. I couldn't, right? I, I couldn't imagine because I would see people uh, have Baptist fits because I grew up in Baptist churches until I went to independent. And then I would see people do what, what we would call catch the Holy Ghost. I didn't realize that he wasn't just contagious, but that he lived inside of us, right? And so when I asked him that question, he said, I tell you what, he said, meet me here tomorrow morning at 545. If you really want to know, he challenged me. And anybody that knows me, I love a good challenge. And every single day at 545, Monday through Friday, I went to the church to pray. And after we prayed, he wouldn't just feed me spiritual food. He would take me to breakfast and he would tell me stories about the word of God, the sound of discipleship. There is somebody that God has something in uh, uh, them that only you can trigger. See, nobody, nobody else had, had touched my heart like that. Nobody else's sound had that level of purity as far as I was concerned. Let me, let me give let y'all say I did not teach. Um, and again, I'm going to give you several things because it'll give you a different way to look at it. It'll give you a different way to approach the text as you interrogate the text along your journey. And it'll give you a mind um, to read deeper into, but don't just read it with your eyes, read it with your heart, right? Read it, uh, read it with everything in you. 
we always talk about Acts 2. We talk about the sound of Pentecost. Right, and we always hear and there was a sound, and it was as a mighty rushing wind. We we hear that very frequently, but you'd be amazed at how many times um, sound was used to either confound, um, constrict, confuse, uh, clarify. So many different things, and and as I began to study, I was like, you know, we never put this in context as it relates to our individual or independent sounds, but even the power of a corporate sound, all right? All right, so uh, Okay, so I'm I'm just going to give you a couple of examples. So Ezekiel, the 43rd chapter, the second verse, it says, And behold, the glory of the glory of the God of Israel was coming from the way of the east. That's talking about east winds. We'll talk about that maybe a little bit later in Love, Life, and Victory. And his voice was like the sound of many waters, and the earth shone with his glory. That's one. That's Ezekiel 42 and 2. Job 36 and 33. Uh, Its noise declares his presence. The cattle also concerning what is coming up. Right? It said, its noise declares his presence. You'd have to read a little bit before and a little bit after. But but I want you to, to hear the significance of what happens with just a sound, right? And then Second uh, Kings 6 and 32. Now Elijah was sitting in his house, and the elders were sitting with him. And the king sent a man from his presence, but before the messenger came to him, he said to the elders, do you see how this son of a murderer has sent, was sent to take away my heart? Listen, look, when the messenger comes, shut the door and hold the door. Shut against him. It is not the sound of his, ma- is not the sound of his master's feet behind him. Our sound, our voice, our declarations, our decrees make announcements. I I don't care if you just say hello. I don't know if you realize it. I can hear somebody say one word, and and my response is, can you please keep them away from me? (laughs) In, In many instances, right? Or I can hear somebody's brokenness to the degree that it that it weighs me for the rest of the day. I need you to understand the value of your sound, the tale of your sound, that there are sometimes you walk in a room and you may say hello and ask somebody how they're doing, but because you are so heavy laden with the things that you are battling emotionally, mentally, physically, financially, spiritually, you walk in a room and you make an announcement of defeat. You make an announcement of brokenness. You make an announcement of lack and need. You make an announcement of uh, trial and tribulation, but there is a sound 
so intense inside of you, underneath all of those things that you refuse to grieve, all of those things that you refuse to confront, there's a sound in you that will trigger life in someone else. But you got to get to the place of life first, right? And so even if you are sharing something with someone because of your brokenness, out of your brokenness, do you understand that's a sound of discipleship? You discipling somebody to your complaints. You discipling somebody to your fears, to your anxiety, to your depression. You are pulling them into the broken places. First Chronicles 14 and 15 says, and it shall be when you hear the sound of marching at the tops of the balsam trees, then you shall go out to battle. And God will have gone out before you to strike the army of the Philistines. Do you understand that sometimes in our sound, we make an announcement of a war being declared. As the enemy tries to silence you from praying for your children because you're too comfortable in your bed or praying for somebody that you may not even know. Or how about this? You may not even like because you won't open your mouth. You can't do it in your head. You can't do it in your heart, you got to do it with your sound, right? Some of us are in situations, right? Um, there is right now in the earth, if you listen very closely, especially in your quiet time, there is a sound of war in the atmosphere. But the question is, um, are you participating in the battle or are you an onlooker? Uh, we're still talking about the sound of discipleship. I, I haven't changed what my point is. We have a role to play, but the enemy will convince you that your contribution is minimal. The enemy will trick you into thinking that, eh, I don't know enough Bible. Eh, I don't have enough power. Eh, I don't necessarily uh, know what my purpose is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the reason that you don't is because you're silent. The reason that nobody knows that you are a, 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 a Sunday morning greeter, <laughs> not, that, not that anything is wrong with that. That's a beautiful, wonderful thing. But there's so much more to you than that. Your contribution is so much greater than you give yourself credit for. Right? Some of us are dealing with brokenness from marriage or brokenness from a familial relationship that has or strange. Some of us are dealing with uh, being estranged from family and friends and things of that nature, and not necessarily that, that it's a bad thing, right? But I believe that there are things that we could do in the spirit, uh, in our open mouth, right? As God in this season is shutting some doors, he is closing some things off. He is ending uh, some relationships. He is moving us into new beginnings. He is opening doors for new relationships and new areas of our lives. Um, but I, I want to implore you right up and through here. I want to encourage you. I want to entreat you uh, to come out of the outer courts, to move into the inner courts in an effort to get a clarity of sound, right? What what we know, if we know nothing else, is Matthew, the 12th chapter, the 30th through the 33rd verse, I believe, um, where it, it talks about 
how that um, there are not only uh, matter of fact. Let me, let me just go to it. There, we can tell a tree by the fruit that it bears. Your words are fruit. Your your words um, are, are seed in some instances, but they are fruit to others. Right? People eat of you when they spend time with you. They consume you when they spend time with you. They take in of you when they spend time with you. It's a form, whether or not we acknowledge it, of discipleship. You got a sales job. You indoctrinate people with what sales formulas and processes are. There are so many things that because we don't do our due diligence, we don't have a discipline and study life. We don't spend time in prayer and praise and worship. We don't spend time outside of Sunday and Tuesday or Sunday and Wednesday or Sunday and Thursday um, outside of those um, organized religion opportunities to spend time, even if it's just in quiet, where you're just like, listen, God, I don't really know where to begin. I don't know what to do. I don't really know what to say. You know, I'm not that deep. Uh, but but I need to understand because we're in a very critical critical time. And I'm not saying that I don't I don't want to ever scare you, but I do want to make you aware that we don't have time to be lackadaisical in our approach to the throne. Not when we have a legally binding document at our fingertips that is designed to teach us how to live. Not only teach us how to live, but equip us, empower us, enrich everything about who we are. Some of you are right on the brink of next level living. And the moment that you make a decision that when he taps you in the middle of the night, because it's not just about your house, it's not just about your blessing, it's not just about your come up, it's not just about your business. Right? It's about everything that you are called to. And it's in the doing of purpose, even when you don't realize that's what it is, that purpose begins to be revealed to you. Right? It's in the process of going forth. Uh, even not knowing what to do or what to say or how to say it or who to say it to for that matter. And when I say the sound of discipleship, I don't mean walk around, numb your whole rain, gay, kill. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about um, walking around speaking in tongues. But what I am saying is that helps. <laughs> I can say that. That opens up the eyes of your understanding on a very, very different interactive level with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, right? It is our responsibility to confront the matters of our heart according to the word of God that declares uh, guard your heart with all of your diligence for out of it are the issues of life. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. We know when kingdom is uh, important to you because it becomes so important to you that it's second nature for you to be uh, the hands and feet of Jesus. 
without a fanfare or an Instagram post or a Facebook post. We see your traction. We see you as you interact with uh, the people and, and not, again, just blaring Jesus this and Jesus that, but living Jesus this and Jesus that. So much so that your sound uh, impacts the heart of someone else, that your uh, the tone, your cadence, your pitch begins to pull somebody out of the pit just from a lunch date or an afternoon at the mall or uh, an encounter at the grocery store. Uh, somebody ought to double back and take a look at you and be like, hmm, oh, well, what's that? You've just planted a seed, right? So I just want to remind you this morning that Discipleship really does have a sound, um, and whatever your sound is, rain shines, good, bad, and different. You are discipling somebody somewhere, somehow, with some kind of a sound. Uh, I, I guess I could have coined this uh, sound check. <laughs> I would encourage each of you. Right. Um, I'm sure you have people around you that are discerning. I'm sure, you have people around you that that know you and know you well. Um, some of the ladies that I'm blessed to work with, I get real tickled, and I, I'm sure I get on their nerves because I'll bust out and start laughing because I'll be like, "Oh, you feel sorry for yourself today, huh?" <laughs> and I know I get on their nerves, but what I will say is my hearing serves me better than my seeing. Even though I see, what I hear helps me help, if that makes sense. It helps me um, to hone in on what to pray for. Because sometimes I don't say anything just because I see it or I hear it. doesn't mean that I say it, but, um, you know, even when people have been disrespectful and dishonorable, it's not that I don't hear it. It's not that I don't see it. Um, but discipleship has a sound and and real leadership is is not um cracking a whip or getting everybody together sometimes it's just about um your level of mercy your level of compassion people become who they are through a process and if you'd be honest with your process if you'd be honest with yourself and how you got from there to here how you got nasty hearted because some of us are still nasty hearted. It's, it just, it is what it is. And it may not be in every area. It may just be in this particular compartment. All right. Some of us have been riddled with religion so much so that we don't really know who we are because we've steeped ourselves uh, in, in things that don't matter, <laughs> in things that, that came to distract you, things that came to silence you, things that came to make you refer to the lack that you have instead of the abundance that awaits you, right? We serve a God uh, that owns all of this. We are his children. And if he looks out for the lily of the field, if he takes care of the fowl of the air, how much more important are you? I wonder what would happen if we began to pray his promises like we pray our problems. 
if our sound would begin to be a manifestation, um, and especially when we get in corporate settings and we can lend a piercing sound to an atmosphere that has the power to break up fallow ground, you'd be surprised at what a belted out holler will do in a crowded room of people who want breakthrough but just don't know how to get there. You may be the catalyst for it, but you're too afraid to open your mouth because you're scared of what might come out. You're too afraid of that vulnerable place, that place that you know um, that that nobody may know about but you. Listen, honey, I you could have all. I don't care nothing about none of it. I don't got time to be shamed. I'd prefer to be free. So again, I say as I close, discipleship has a sound. There is a frequency that heaven is waiting for you to connect with so that you can impart the greatness on the inside of you. I don't care what you've done. I don't care where you have been. There's a level of repentance that not only abolishes it, there's a cry. It's no different than uh, the woman with the the oil and the meal who said she was going to make a cake and then her and her child were going to die. She cried, she pled, she begged, but the purity of her child's cry provoked the angel of the Lord to move around. You'd be surprised if you get to the place where your tears simply stream down your face. They're no longer hot and steamy. They no longer burn as they run. They no longer burn your eyes, but they flow from your heart. The Bible says that uh, he captures our tears. (laughs) Ah, I could go on and on. That being said, listen, I pray something I said um, encouraged you. I pray something I said reminded you that you are precious to our Father, that you are valuable to this kingdom building process, that you are necessary in this hour. Men are only born for the times and seasons in which they are needed and that uh, you have far more than you give yourself credit for, but you have access to the nations, but it's in your mouth. The sound of the discipleship there. Uh, this kind of that you didn't get a chance to say good morning. We absolutely to hear your sound. And I do it in this order for a very specific reason. We have the men say hello first because I understand order and honor. We then have those that may be new to the call. This may be your 15th time calling. You've never said anything. Uh, we then acknowledge our guests. And then after that, we, as the family of DB, we've been around for a long time as the perpetual students of growing, changing to be an impact on the local body. So that being said, if there are any men on the line working. I know you're providing. I know you're doing what you do for your family. But we love to hear testosterone. Are there any men on the line that would like to say good morning? Yo, 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 yo. I will bless hey, the Lord hey, at hey. all time. Yeah, praises continue in my life. I got a sound. <laughs> yes, you do have a sound, brother. <laughs> you absolutely do. Any other men want to say good morning? Amen. Amen. Anybody that may have been on the call for a little bit, you've never said good morning. Um, here is your time. We'd love to hear your voice. 
praise God. Any new good morning. Just hey, good morning. Good morning. My name is Angela. Hey, good Hi, Angela. Welcome. Welcome. Hi. We you. Thank you. Hi. Uh, we invited you to the call, man. You did indirectly. Oh, hey, Angela. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Good morning. God bless you. Grateful to have you here. God bless you. you. God bless you. Amen. Any other new callers on the line? Amen. Before I go any further, it is my nephew's birthday, and honey. That praying man, he didn't say good morning, but I know he, I know he's back there in the cut somewhere. Happy birthday, Puka. I love you very, very, very much, you mighty man of God with an amazing, amazing sound. I pray that your birthday is phenomenal, and send me your cash app. <laughs> Amen. Uh, any other new good callers morning. on the line? Thank you. <laughs> good morning, nephew. <laughs> You're welcome. Text me yourself, boy. <laughs> Amen. Anybody else? Amen. All right, Ali Ali Oxen for y'all. What it do? Good morning. Good morning. It is Kenya. Such an awesome declaration. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So many tidbits. Fire, 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 fire. Amen. Amen. Good morning, Miss. This is Miss B. You know I know your fam. Listen, thank you for my keepsakes. I have I have them on my desk at my office. I appreciate you. They're beautiful. Something else coming if you haven't got it already. I ain't got it already. I might give it today. We shall see. Okay. I appreciate Be you. I love you. Love yes, you more. Me too. Good morning, powerhouse. <laughs> Good morning, I Mom. I enjoyed what I heard. Um, happy birthday to Matthew. And everyone yes. have a birthday. Thank you, Mom. Anybody else? That was really, really good, B. Thank you so much. Have a good day, Gigi. Hey, Gigi. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. It's Moxie. Hey, great. That good morning, so, Moxie. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. One indeed, Michelle, I love the way God confirms signs, wonders, and miracles. Follow those who believe. Welcome, Angela. Discipleship. The sound. Amen. Amen. Real talk. Yeah, real talk. Amen. Anybody else want to say good morning before we go into our discussion. Good morning. It's Jubilant. Awesome work this morning. Thank you. Hello. Amen. God, good morning. Hey, good morning. <laughs> Thank you. Happy Wednesday. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Anybody else? Yes, yes. Good morning, Dion. It's persistent. Hey, pretty persistent. How are you this morning? I am good. Stepping into that sound. I love it. Amen. Amen. That's what's up. 
Very good, very good. Anybody else? Good morning, Dion. This is glorious. Glory to God. I love hey, you. Very good. Hear me very good. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Love you. Mm-hmm. I love you more, babe. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning. Good morning this again. Is Juanita. This is joyful. <laughs> hey, Juanita. Hey, joyful. Good morning. All right, guys, we can walk right into the conversation. We can go directly into love, life, and victory. Anybody have any questions, comments, um, arguments? I like all of it. Hello. Amen. Uh-huh. Go ahead. See, you know, it's Didi. I have yeah. to, oh, Jesus, I'm outside of the school, but you took me back. I didn't even, a lot of <laughs> that Reno trip, because it was life changing, Ooh. and I agree with everything you said, but get this. So when you were talking, I was thinking about it, because I remember when you talked about the lump, and I remember you saying how we had to really be um, strategic in our prayer, right? And then, what was that, maybe two years later, Sarah got diagnosed. Um, but it was all the discipleship part. I'm just saying all to say that it makes sense to how God lines up who you're supposed to be discipled by, I guess, or evangelized by. <laughs> because when I think about the four of us and how different we all are, but he brought us together, and it's been life-changing. Like, I know my sound, because sometimes my sound irritates me. But I'm supposed to reach exactly. who I'm supposed to reach. No, you know, you know. we, You know how it is. And, like, and yeah. just, uh, just this past weekend, I was at an event, and the uh, MC was like, she's from Richmond. But I get invited to stuff because I guess I just draw different people to me in that light. I guess that's what I'm saying. But I'm just grateful for the encounters, and I'm grateful for who you've been and poured into my children, because it does matter. You can't be surrounded, and, and you had me laugh when you said you hear certain sounds, you're like, mm-mm, keep them away from me. But for me, it's a smell. Remember I was telling you, if I smell something, I'm going the other way. But I just thank you, and I didn't did my six laps around this little yard, so let me get back inside for the babies. But another thing, can we continue to lift up the foster family? I love you. Absolutely. Absolutely love you too. And and D, I don't know if you remember I I, I don't it wasn't like two years later. That same exact day you texted us to say if Sarah found the lump in the brain. That day. I'll never forget it as long as I live. Because we had that whole other conversation I talked to you about that reply. I promise you that day. It may have been two years later that she left us, but it was um, it was that that day. Okay, Cheryl, thank you. Okay, okay. Yeah, you you're no, you're you're right. Like I said, all all of that was a blur. Yeah, a little better. Timing is a blur okay. when stuff like that is happening. Can yeah, you? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah so I'm saying, you I, but you're. 
but you're I'm clear. You, you yeah. sound like you're talking underwater. It's I think it's something going on with our internet. Did that help? I turned off my Wi Fi. Yeah, that's yeah, better. better. Okay, okay. Thank you guys. Amen. But I just was I was just saying that the timing was off, but it it all makes sense because man, you just have to be in tune. That's all. There's so much more to it, but I'm just grateful for you. Right. Amen. We grateful for each other, sis. Good morning. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. I want to say happy birthday to the pocketless man. Happy birthday to you. Um, <laughs> go look for it. You probably left it down Jonathan, the street. You, you, you probably, Jonathan, you, yeah. dropped, you dropped your pocket. He dropped it down the street. He, he ain't even know. He ain't even know. Listen, hilarious. Uh, as soon as you started talking about your, your friends and the Reno trip, I said, oh, Lord, she's going to let the... But you know that was that the you you know well I won't say that but this part um, this is the part that that gets me is that I do admit most of the time I deny it but I do admit that particular morning um, things got kicked off I think I was listening to a message from Bishop Jakes that morning and it really resonated mm-hmm. and. As a as a person who shares rooms, I, I'm a I'm a really good travel companion. I'm always very cognizant or very conscious about who I'm traveling with. Uh, I'm willing to allow them to shower first. I'm willing to give them the better, but just let me be by the the door that's closest to the bathroom. Anyway, um, I remember that morning. Just it was so early in the morning, and I was overwhelmed, and I was trying very I was trying hard not to wake Dion up. I was trying very hard, not, and but I want you to know we were staying. We had very luxurious suites. We had a very, very luxurious suite. I mean, it was amazing. Um, and so I was laying there trying to be quiet, and I remember her saying, "You don't have to uh, whisper." Well, what she say that for? And so Dion and I just off and on. I think that morning we were just worshiping, and you know we didn't bother Sabrina and Dee Dee. They were in a room across the hall. We didn't bother them. Well, what happened from what I remember Dee Dee telling us, or maybe it was Sabrina saying, that they went down the hall, I don't know, maybe to get some, maybe they went downstairs to get coffee or whatever, but they heard from where they were in the, from the elevator bank to where our room was, which would have been maybe about a block, maybe about a, maybe three quarters of a block if you were walking down a, 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 a street. They heard, they heard the noise. They knew immediately it was us. Whatever they were doing, they wrote, they ran down the hall to get to the room. And I remember Dee Dee being laid out in the floor. I remember, I don't know what happened to Sabrina, but the whole incident about the, the ladies and the, them thinking it was something wrong, somebody was attacking us in the room, just, it was amazing. But I remember Dee Dee, if you, I know you had the kid to school with the kids. Um, I gave Dee Dee a word about grief because um, Dee Dee was starting to feel like she was like the Grim Reaper or something. She was always... You know, there was people were dying around her. And I remember the word was something along the lines that the Lord has equipped you to be an encouragement to those people who experience loss. And Diddy started to mm-hmm. connect the dots. And I remember that I had a word for Dion and I also had a word for Sabrina um, that morning. But it was just absolutely. Yeah, Dion, I agree with you. Our relationship was solidified that day spiritually. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're not just. 
we're not just friends. You know, we're not, you know, we're, and we don't, we all have a separate set of friends, right? Mm-hmm. But we're not, we're not, we are sisters in that have been, we are, we are blood bought sisters that, um, if there, whatever is going on at the at a moment's notice, we are there for each other. And I don't know why why God did it why God did it that way. I don't I don't question Him, but there is something about um, the four of us when we get together. We love life. We hold each other accountable. And there have been times when we've had to have a sit down and have a big sister talk. Now, so what's going on here? What you know? Mm-hmm. What, what what are we doing? And in love, right? Mm-hmm. In love, doing it. And so discipling, I never would have thought of it that way, but discipling one another. Uh, it is such a beautiful yeah. thing to experience, and I feel so privileged and um, so blessed to be a part of all of your lives. That's it. Amen. Yeah, it's a big deal. I'm, I'm a blessed girl. Good morning again. Um, Good morning. <laughs> I had comments prepared, but I just got a message that I'm going to read, and I'm so overwhelmed by this. As you were sharing, Dion, I posted on my page to y'all call into this number. So one young lady, she said, thank you, AP. I was able to jump on that call you shared, and I'm glad I did. It got a little choppy towards the end, but I wrote down all the scriptures, and I'm going to get in the word and study, study, study. Understand the value of your your sound. Man, that's huge. What do people hear when I say good morning, especially when I have so much going on? So, mm. oh, knowing what I know, I'm so grateful for Declare Victory. And, you know, you talked a couple of weeks ago about evangelism being even sharing this on your page, and we should have 52 people or invitations that we should have extended. Um, but the power of our sound, I have continued this past week to be challenged with sinuses. As as long as I've known my life, (laughs) I've had issues with sinuses. But I tell you, I've lost some ground. And it's because I don't open my mouth when I'm dealing with it. I tend to think about, oh, no, here we go again. And it occurred to me this morning when I took out my Bible to read that as I read the word and I couldn't hear myself coughing anymore and I wasn't anticipating another cough, and I thought, what if it has something to do with opening your mouth? Like, duh. So for anybody that's on here today, as much as it helps other people, it helps us too. It's, you know, it's not just limited to others, but don't be, you said it, Dion, that the enemy is after our sound. So don't sit in the house like I did and waste another doggone day dealing with something. I didn't have to use my voice to to share the post, but I'm grateful that this young lady who needed this encouragement and the power of her sound But don't deny the truth that you have power in your sound and release it over yourself. Yes, you've been challenged, but Jacqueline, you don't have to give in to this. Get up, girl. Stop it. Stop trying to figure out why and how and just speak to the cough and speak to whatever and keep it moving. You don't have date. We don't have time. We don't have time to lose. So thank you, Dion, for continually um, hearing God. And, And I may be calling you because Holy Spirit gave me something this morning that as you were speaking, I was thinking, wait, were we together when you released this? Because how is this even possible? So thank you. <laughs> thank Amen. you. None needed. I'm just trying to do my job. That's it. That's all I got. All I got is what I am. By the grace of God, I am what I am. 
peculiarities and all. I'll take it. Amen. Anybody else? Morning, Dion. We got an amazing share. I love you. I'm at work, but I just had to say good morning. Amen. Good morning, sweetie. Amen. Good morning. I just want to quickly say this is Angela. And um, (laughs) I thank God for your spirit, Dion, because it took me back when I was listening to you. Because I used to say, when I walk in the room, I used to say, what are they looking at? I would just probably say, good morning. And I walk in the room and they would, they would turn, everybody turn around and look. And I was like, what are they looking at? What are they staring at? And the Holy Spirit had to tell me, it's your voice. It's your voice. Mm. They hear something. Not only do they hear something, they see something when you enter the room. So I want to thank mm-hmm. and praise God. You said it. It's the sound. And I think it was, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to call names like I know y'all, but I think it was Dee Dee. She said, um, sometimes she hears something, um, a sound or something and it's like, oh no, I want that. So the sound, it's, it's very important because I, I get it now. I'm like the sound, the sound. And I think it was Jacqueline that just finished talking. Um, sometimes I would, I would, I would say things like, Oh no, it was you, Dion. You said next level living, and um, when the Lord wakes me up at three thirty in the morning, I'm like, okay, Lord, what am what am I doing? What am I supposed to do? Why am I up? And I thank God for that because the sound, my sound, and then sometimes I could say something to somebody else, but I need to be using my voice to speak over me. So I'm thankful and grateful for it, for what you share. God bless you. Amen. Amen. It's a real thing. It's a real thing, and it can be life-altering. I know if I don't know anything else, um, during one of my most challenging times, I could feel the enemy trying to steal um, my sound. I could feel him um, really kind of telling me to to shut, not just shut up, shut the hell up is what I would hear, right? And, and, And there are times where I shut up. And I knew I did, where I didn't feel like I had the strength to open my mouth and say anything, right? But the reality is that until you get to a where you will do whatever it takes to make a sound, and I tell people all the time, even it is if it's just a holler, even if it is you finding some space somewhere to go and scream at the top of your lungs, do that. Yeah. It may sound crazy. It may sound like you off. Listen, I'd risk being off than risk being stuck any day. I'm not living a stuck life ever again. Yeah. And what you'll notice is if you have to go to a place and find yourself just hollering, it will break up that fallow ground because at the root of it is pride. Amazing. Yeah, at the root of that's that's what I discovered. It's pride. Like you don't want to have to ask for help. All I'm gonna say is get over yourself. Amen. I would see that. Amen. Amen. Uh, good morning. <clears throat> hey. Good morning, my love. 
but before I say anything, I'll say ouch too, because uh, I've been there. Uh, but I, I I heard something recently that said um, when you're in trouble or you're in something, uh, if you're underneath stuff, they tell you that you create you take instead of hollering if you can't holler because you because you're so pressed to make sound um so that the rescuer can find you where you are they tell you to to mm-hmm. get something and and bang something or make noise with something um so that your sound can be your locator yep and that that part right there and then you was talking yep. about your sound being the disciple for people and that's a lot of times in my life uh why i <laughs> why I say good morning at three p m or dark right. <laughs> eleven p m right. dark time, right. but it causes right. people to to in that good morning Double back. yeah, it makes them be like wait 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 what and then every mm-hmm. once in a while somebody'll say to me. You always say good morning. Why you say that like that? What what is it? And then when you say good morning, it'd be like it's new for me and I don't understand. Let me tell you. Have you heard about Jesus? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. good morning. And and tell Tanya that was her pocket that fell. <laughs> yep, it was it was Kenya pocket. She she be dropping her pocket periodically. I'm just grateful that she picks it back up. That's all. Hey, Dion. Good morning. Hi, Lisa. How you doing? <laughs> when I tell you I love you, find it. <laughs> I love this conversation. Um, you know, when I just heard that, I dropped off the call for a moment. Um, I just heard about good morning. Do you know that that's a way of commanding our day and speaking into existence? Good morning, that our morning is good. So we start off with that. That's super powerful if you really, really think about it because we are entrapped or ensnared by the words that come out of our mouth. So we will have whatsoever we say. So what we confess is the thing that we profess. Now, what I realize being in the field that I am in, we are made up of protons, neutrons, and electrons and so many other chemicals and water right that we are energy we created this image and this likeness but how do we do it with energy right we have vibrations that attract stuff yeah. to us that repels stuff from us and we have no idea that's what they should have been teaching in school when we grew up right about how to move around so if you're dehydrated yeah you're going to be thrown off no no wonder and we don't even know why right if we're not connected to the vine, yes, we're going to be thrown off because we're not being nourished or fed. So it's amazing how just the energy, a sound, um, a presence makes such a difference. And unfortunately, for a long time, I just never really paid attention to it. But once you become aware, there is no denying that you can hear without even opening up your mouth and feel where a person's at. My problem has been I've approached the conversation based on what I've heard, not what they're saying. So I know people come become really defensive based on my reaction to how they said what they said, not what they said. 
And so I'm just being really mindful. You said that sometimes just listening and praying. We are in a time now that if we don't stop being offended, if we don't stop um, going inward, if we don't stop um, being so overwhelmed, I don't mean to say this wrong because I can too, by the cares of this life, the enemy will distract us from doing and being what we have been called to be at this time. There are people around us that, first of all, don't know him, but they don't know that they could be free, and they know him. They, they know him. Yeah. And so this is crucial. You're, you're right. This, I want to, my prayer now included, make us like the sons of Issachar so that we can know the seasons and the time that we're yeah. living in. We've got to, because cause he is, we, you said not cunning, but he sure is a trickster. And he sure is sly, and the, and the word tells us not to be ignorant of his devices. And if we know that he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, divide and conquer, he's doing that. And you're right, it's not about the stuff. He's coming to steal our relationships. He's coming to steal our joy, our peace. He's coming to steal our hope that we have in Christ. This is not our home. This ain't it. If this was all we was living for, then what would be the use? <laughs> Right. We're just visiting, right? Right. Come on. We're so visiting. thank you for the reminder today. Um, remember, y'all look into that. We are created with energy flowing from us. And so what are we getting out? And what are we receiving? What frequency are we on? What vibration, really, right? That's why we got to be, listen, the enemy is the prince of the power of the air, airwaves. How about that? Yeah. So, so what are we listening yeah. to? Who are we listening to? Yeah, thanks, sis. Yeah. <laughs> That's real good stuff. And until we take the airwaves back, we are subject to them. That's the part that we fail to realize. Until you take back your airwaves, that, that space, and, you know, we don't want you to confuse that we are confused about energy. Listen, I, I mentioned before um, the book called The Miracle of Water, wherein um, – there was an experiment done where a, a physician took water and spoke negative words over water um, and then put it in the freezer and it turned into these really, really ugly, ugly crystals. And then he spoke positive words over another one and it made these beautiful, I can't even explain what they looked like. It blew me away though. It was it was mind blowing. If water will respond to words and sound like that, what more do you think your life would do in response to what you say, what you put out, what you omit or emit into the atmosphere? You have a responsibility to watch your mouth. Guard your words. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Well, you guys know I'm not going to beat you over the head to stick around. I know that um, my share probably for some um, is perhaps causing you to interrogate what people hear when you open your mouth and encounter strangers. Are you using your sound or your voice as a sound of discipleship? Um, would people recognize 
that you love the Lord if they simply heard you say good morning. It's a real thing. And so today during your fasting time, I pray that you would be cognizant of what it sounds like when someone hears you, what it feels like, if they can, yeah, because it's it's heavy. (laughs) It's way deeper than, than you would know. So that being said, listen, I love you with the love of the Lord. I pray um, that you be encouraged. It is our fasting day. Again, make sure you put January 13th on your calendar. I am looking forward to hugging next and taking pictures and all the good stuff. Um, I'm excited about what is to come, and I look forward to hearing you all at 5 p.m. If not, we'll hear you all right back here. I don't know. I'm sure Gloria is not having um, a session tonight. I don't know if she changed her day. Gloria, you got to give me post-it, bring me back up to date. But anyway, I'll hear you guys tomorrow. Love you. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Bye, guys. God bless you all. Blessings. Love you all. Have, Have a good day. Walk in victory. Ooh. All right, goodbye, you guys. Love you guys.